What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. The Bills are back on top. Exactly where they're supposed to be. We've got lots to talk about. We've got things to digest. We've got things to really dive into, folks. Stay tuned. We got a banger of a show today. Let's get back to it. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. I'm your host, Rico. This is the Rico Report. Let's get to it. I'm going to excuse myself because I'm not sounding like my, my suave, normal self. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down with a cold or I'm, I'm getting over a cold, whatever you want to call it. I've been, I've been dealing with it the last few days, man. When, the, when one kid gets sick, the whole house is a, is a, is a mess. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get over that. So I, I can't give you that smooth, you know, saying Rico Suave. But you know what? The good thing is I will be joined by a couple people today. And the one person that can take over that role is the thigh doc. Now, we've got lots to talk about. We're going to go. We're going to dive right into it. But I, I have to give a proper introduction to my man. So stay tuned. We're going to come right back. One man, the thigh doc. Let's go. what it is but that it just makes you want to type of vibe that's the that's the vibe i'm feeling what up alex what up thigh doc what's happening brother bonsoir rico bonsoir monsieur comment ça va très bien napole oh kunya napali creole kunya say okay let's get into it how we doing we're doing all right, brother. Listen, I, I, you're in Connecticut, so I know there's a lot of Haitians out there. There's a few Haitians out there. So uh, the fact that you said Naboule, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with that. You know what I mean? You know what that means, though, right? It means I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm burning. I'm, I'm chilling. It, it, the word boule means to burn, but really is. It's, it's yeah, I get it. chilling. You're chilling. How we been? Uh, we, we're good, man. Uh, I just don't feel good about these injuries. I don't feel good yeah. about these injuries, man. Um, let's get into the, the biggest one. Trey White. Trey yeah. White with the unfortunate Achilles injury. Dude, how Correct. devastating is that to Trey? That's the, that's might be the worst. Uh it's just hard to come back, Rico. Like all your explosion comes through that Achilles. So um everyone who kind of gets it repaired loses a step there. Uh, you know, he's pushing, he's gonna be 29 next year. I think he could bounce back. I think he could, but you know. Um, we probably get the tray of last year, if you know what I'm saying. I don't think he can get back to where he was. Um, 
hate to doubt doubt him. You know what I mean? Would love to see him buck the trend, but uh, it's going to be real tough. He's got a long road ahead of him. Now, before I get into it, I want I want I want people to understand because like maybe they know, maybe they don't know, right? How your profession? You what is your profession? Your title? PT, physical therapy. Perfect. How long have you been doing this? Uh, Twelve years. Perfect. So you've got you've got a decade in of doing this work. Now I'm also an athletic trainer, so that helps with the uh, diagnosing the injuries when they happen on the and field. This is what I love about you, man, because you're diverse. You're not only able to, you know what I'm saying, woo the ladies, and I'm talking about your wife, because I saw you at the wedding, you were doing your thing, you're looking great, but at the same time, you got a brain on you, brother, and you got the thighs yeah. of you know what I mean of Thor. So when you're able to sit here and, and give us this this information. Some people are like, yo, what does this guy know? What does he know? No, this guy is talking about what he knows. He, he's been doing it for over a decade. So I bring this up because I want to know. You got an ACL injury. Yeah. Now you got an Achilles. Bro, it's it's. have you seen someone come back in, because in, you've been doing it a long time, have you seen someone come back from those type of injuries to perform at a high level? Uh, No, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, though. Rico, um, okay. you know, if someone, someone wants to look that up and tell me, Hey, this guy did ACL and, a and, a um, Achilles and look at his career after that, I'd like to take a deep dive. But what I do know is like, once you two tear your Achilles, it's like, it's a big drop off. Um, OJ Howard, right? So OJ Howard had a good start to his career. He's known as like an explosive tight end tore his Achilles sucked when he came back, we picked him up. I don't even know why we, do we don't, it almost like we picked up Von Miller and then was like, yeah, let's go crazy. Get OJ Howard too. And I don't even think he like came in the building. So I'm sure his, uh, his calf was like pretty floppy. Um, he wasn't explosive. And then we cut him before training camp ended. And you know, what did he do? He, he got like two touchdowns with the Colts one day and now he's, I'm pretty sure he's out of the league there. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on with him. Uh, but I mean, good. It's, it's, I'm actually glad you brought that up because you bring it up OJ Howard and the, the step that it takes or the amount of work it takes to, to really return. It feels like Trey coming back, it took, I wouldn't say it took more time, but it felt like when we thought he was ready, he wasn't ready. And it took a little more time, a yeah. little more time, a little more time until he was ready to get onto the field. And only now we started to get the Trey that we used to see back in the day. Now, Achilles on, was it Achilles on both? Is it the same leg or no. was it one? Opposite leg. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was the same, and not that it I don't matters. Know like, I really don't even know if that's better or worse, to be honest. But because um, his ACL leg, I'm sure, was a little weaker. Even when you rehab it for a year and a half, sometimes you could see like, oh, the calf's a little smaller than that other leg. I had a surgery, yeah. you know, two years ago or something. People say that. So um, usually it's compensatory. So Rico say like, I tore my ACL. I had to use my other leg a lot. Kind of broke down, degenerated a little bit, yeah. and then it just popped one day. It's super unfortunate because, like, he just got back to looking like Trey. And, Rico, I'm in the corner. I'm at the 20. I'm behind Elvis at the game. Oh, you're at the he, game? Okay. That's right in front of us. He throws his helmet 10 yards. First of all, everyone's going crazy because of the fourth down stop, right? Right. So we're all high-fiving. And then I turn around, and there's kind of, like, this little – everyone's, like, uh, and mm-hmm. helmet. And I'm, like, okay, that's not good. So he's like on the ground and only like a couple trainers and maybe a player or two came over. And then um, it was during the commercial timeout. And then he like got up and he put the weight on his leg. And you could just see that it he didn't, he must have no, noticed at that point it was over. He like 
it almost looked like he was having like a medical event, like a seizure. Like he jumped down to his knees and I'm talking like convulsing. And uh, that's when everyone came off the bench and I'm kind of like they, you know, I don't want to bring up a, a sore spot, but like when DeMar went down and the guys kind of made a wall, so you couldn't yep. get a good look at him. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing there. Uh, and then everyone saw when he was on the cart, he was like, I mean, you could, you could hear him. You could hear him from 20 rows up in the corner of the end zone. And uh, you can see his head shake. And I know how much that must have meant to him and how bad it sucks. Guys, guys in the league that long know what an Achilles injury does to him. So um, it's almost like a death nail. However, let's see. You never know. The surgery is getting a little better. You know, Rodgers is trying to act like he's got the speed bridge and he's going to come back in four months. It's bullshit. He's 40 years old. He's not. Okay. <laughs> and if he did, he's, he's going to look like Tom Brady at 48. So right. just imagine what that would look like. So, um, I don't know. Let's see what happens. There's a lot of stuff, you know, there's blood flow restriction that helps you get your muscle pumped up when you can't put too much weight on it. They have the speed bridge now. Uh, it's just like an extra little fibrotic tape in there that gives a little extra strength. So you could weight bear on it earlier. Yep. Um, but again, he's towards the later end of his career. Uh, he's going to be 29. And uh, the other thing is, is like, if you think about it, I think a lot of the ACL recovery was psychological for him. So, yeah, I remember he had a stiff knee, which isn't that rare, right? Um, but it was powerful when I remember McDermott saying something. Like, they, they took him off the pup. He had his 21-day window, and then they – they activated him, but he was like inactive for like three more weeks. That's right. That's right. And he was like, Trey's got to, he said like, Trey's got to trust himself. He like said in a presser, I remember hearing that. And that's when I was like, ah, oh, man, it's in his head. Um, but, you know, he physically really wasn't there, um, obviously, because he wasn't himself last year. But uh, it's too bad because he came all the way back. And it it is too I bad. Know, I got nothing else to say on that. It's no, just, no, it, it is too bad. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm just going to, because you had it from the, the in the stands. Yeah. People from watching from home, you knew. And then when they were playing the replay, and I remember seeing it with Rogers. When Rogers went down, I was like, "Oh, that was a weird. That was an easy way to go down." But I'm like, "Why did his Why did his ankle kind of look weird? Something's up with his ankle." And then that's when we noticed it. Right. Same with Trey. Trey was just in trail mode, and then he kind of gimped up, and then went down. It's like he, he got you like got shot. Helmet back, yeah. and then when he started pounding yeah. turf, I was like, "Dude, this is not good." This ain't good. And then yeah, you watch the replay. The like, happened, and you're like, okay, sorry. this is some serious shit. Yeah. Uh, it sucks, man. As a defensive back, you're, you're, yeah. you're in constant backpedal mode. Uh, and that, that's what makes it very – that makes it so damn tough. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we're going to move on, though. We're not going to say – because yeah. there's a few things I want to I bring up because I've – I'll give you a quick – Coming on the show. Go ahead. Quick silver lining on that yeah. is, uh, you know, we didn't restructure his contract. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, like – slam dunk on this but uh you know he's pretty much on the team next year but if they would have restructured he would have been you know on it for two that's a great point yeah yeah it's the it's the the nasty side of the business business. it's a nasty side of the business where listen contractually you're done with us uh will they do something with him and i mean it'd be irresponsible for bean to restructure right now and, and and do the right thing because it's just the nature of the business, and it just it's it really does suck. It might be a career for him, and it and I don't even want to put it out that. But if you were, we're gonna be real, ACL injury took him a while to come back, and now you got the Achilles, bro. It's not very, it's not highly. It's 
I don't know anybody that's come back from Achilles that's been back to like that dude. I don't know. I have Kobe. no idea. Maybe it might be Trey. Trey might be the first one. We just Kobe. Hey, Kobe, Kobe, that's my guy. Kobe came back, but Kobe yeah. wasn't Kobe. Kobe yeah, wasn't I know, Kobe. I know. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, let's let's get into our other DB that took a. It, it seemed to me it was a contusion to the shoulder, and that's in Christian Benford. He went out, and it looked yeah. pretty bad because he was holding on to his, his his arm, and and they had to take him out, and then he was on special teams, and he was back on the field. So, is it safe to say this was just a contusion, like a big bruise, and you know what I mean? Suck it up and get back in the game. What was the deal with that? Yeah, it's a. I don't know yet. So um, the only angle I have is like field level, looking across the whole play. Um, but he definitely takes a helmet to the shoulder area. Yep. Now that could be one of two things. He could have, you know, how these guys have those like you know the tight shoulder pads here. He might have took a crown of the helmet right here to kind of the biceps tendon area. That that would sting very badly, and it would give you a dead arm. Okay, and it would hurt yep. for a while because they're like. Mostert, like, put his head down and just, like, rammed him. Or he rammed into his shoulder here, which would give him an AC joint sprain, okay? So those come in, like, all different shapes and sizes. Um, why I think it was more AC joint, I just I just got a feeling the way he was down for a while. They, they were, like, they had their hands underneath there kind of looking. Um, so what is that? What is an AC joint? Guys usually come back in one to two weeks if it's, like, a min-to-mod sprain. Yeah. Um, the real bad ones, they're out for a long time, which I don't think is the case because he went into the locker room and he came back out. Um, and he didn't have a harness on, so I don't think this is a dislocation, which is a lot worse. That's when your uh, the arm of your, your arm kind of falls out of the socket, tears your labrum. Those guys are usually out a couple weeks. They come back with a sling, but uh, they get surgery in the offseason. AC joints rarely need surgery, but they hurt, Rico. That's the problem. They do. So sure, he sure, he took a shot, and they're like, hey, we don't have Elam active. Uh, if a guy goes down, we need you to come back in. So uh, they probably gave him a shot, put him on the sideline. And then when Trey came out, uh, he had to go back in. I didn't see him like aggressively jumping into any tackling, so I'm sure it still hurts. So well, we're gonna we'll need see. him because uh, yeah. he seems to be. I mean, corner cornerback now one to Dane Jackson being cornerback two, and then Kyrie now is gonna be brought back in. And we just uh, we just signed uh, Herb, I think Herb Miller uh, yeah. to the squad. Um, so uh, yeah, man. So. There's a, there's a few there's a few nicks and bruises that we got to take care of on the defensive side of the ball. Now I do have a clip that I want to play, and uh, then I want you to jump in and let me know what your thoughts are because I know you have your thoughts and you let me know. Opportunity Check this to come out, back because it's still not promised that I play in this game. I want to play in this game. I got to practice tomorrow, and I only get one padded practice. So obviously I go out there and I look amazing with this padded practice because the difference is like in training camp, you get multiple padded practices to kind of like figure your game out. I just get one padded practice tomorrow, and then we have a shells practice on Thursday, and then we fly to London on Thursday night. So I really don't I really don't have all the time in the world to like figure it out. I get one padded practice. So hopefully I look amazing tomorrow. I feel really strongly that I, that I will. That's just how I think I feel like I will be amazing tomorrow, and everybody will give me the green light to go play in the game. Um, and I feel like the fans, I don't know if the fans can expect to see me yet, but if I was a bad man, I would say, yeah, you, you can expect to see Von Miller in London. This is my first time playing in London, and, you know, who knows how many chances I get to play in London. So I want this to happen. I'm pushing for it to happen. Um, I think I think you can go ahead and, and really check that box, and you guys will see me playing in London. What's the deal, man? You don't feel uh, – you think it's cap. 
You think he's talking a lot of bull jaff. He ain't playing this. He ain't playing in London, but he's giving yeah. Bills fans hope. So what? Are, what's your percentages? What are you? What are your chances uh, that he plays? Zero. Zero percent. Zero. You're not buying it. <laughs> no, not even, not even close. Why not? It's Von because Miller. It's yeah. It's 34 year old coming off a of revision ACL. He ageism. Pulled. Stop with the ageism, man. It, it matters. It's a revision. It's the second time he he pulled his hip flexor in camp. Yep. He's getting he's getting what one practice, one padded practice, going leveraging against linemen in practice. Absolutely not. It takes four weeks, Rico, to kind of acclimate to sport with pads, like to get that footing under you. Um, the safe thing to do would would be to take that time. Um, I could see maybe week six, the Giants game, fam- familiar stadium. At home, um, DNs are different than like the other positions because you can you can work them in right a twenty percent snap count his first game yep. you know what I mean, yep. but how much do you want to risk a guy who can only use twenty percent snap count if like say um, Floyd's ankles bothering him and you're worried that he's going to get knocked out of the game? Do you understand what I'm saying? Totally. So uh, the fact that they've been dressing Kingsley right instead of Puna means I think the team's leaning towards. They're a little still worried about Floyd's ankle potentially because that's I haven't seen Kingsley suit up until that happened, um, so I don't think they're going to rush this in. It's not the safe thing to do. Um, if the team was struggling and there's no pass rush, potentially they rush him a little bit. But we look that's good on defense. What's the point? There is no point. I think it's no. just him itching he to get back. Every, you've seen we're having he does fun this with everything. Yeah, man, we're having yeah. fun. He's he's a he's a soon to be. You mean front office somewhere? So it, he's he's starting to get the jargon down. Uh, yeah. Furthermore, he's a ball player. He's trying to get out there as soon as he can. He might feel good, but I mean, at the end of the day, there is there really isn't a need. Listen, DeQuan Jones is, is playing out of his mind. Edward Oliver is playing out of his mind. You know what I'm saying? Greg Rousseau, Floyd. like the, a whole D line. Floyd is is money right now. So there's really no point for this brother to play right now. He's no. chilling. So you could take and- this time. Uh, you know, it's an international trip too. Like that yeah. puts a little. He's gonna be there. Me. He's gonna be. You know I mean he'd be he he'd be trying to eat some fish and you know I mean fish and chips and and bangers and mash. But that's that's it, man. You you ain't touching that field. So I, I really do do get that. Uh, yeah. Now before we let you go, brother. Before we let you go, uh, obviously, uh, it's always good to get your football take because I do have uh, a guest coming on shortly. Your your impression from this this last game, and. What you've seen these last few weeks past this Jets game, obviously, because I mean you already know what it was for the Jets game. But like the first quarter of the season's done. What's your overall take on the first quarter of the season? A. Straight A. Straight A. Good. Now there's trepidation. Now that Trey's out, Poyer's a little banged up. That's half the secondary. Uh, We didn't talk about Poyer, but I'm a little worried about him long term. He he still had a little limp when he was kind of walking into the sidelines. So Good point. Did he re-tear a meniscus? Did he just did he just have like a, a little bone bruise? I don't know, but uh, the, the mechanism looked like a meniscal tear to me. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, half the secondary out. The linebackers, awesome. Way better than advertised, right? Yep. And the D-line, too. And if the offense is running this new type of package, it keeps it safe but lethal at the same time. I mean, we definitely can win the Super Bowl like this, but – we talked a couple of weeks ago. It's not yep. how you start; it's how you finish. I want to see this right. team rolling into the yep. playoffs because last year we started hot and then we kind of limped into the playoffs. So let's see how it goes. Nope. And you made a great team, point. Teams yeah. will, 
yeah, teams are going to adjust. So, and then if we don't have another counterpunch, you're screwed. So hopefully he's got something in the bag, and uh, this thing is just unstoppable. We'll see. Not to start anything before you get out of here. Not to start anything, but Taylor Rapp looked pretty good. He was the second leading tackle on the squad, and yeah. the defense didn't falter. So, I mean, if he has to take some time to kind of get right, he's got the opportunity to do so because we have yeah. the depth at safety. Um, but it also speaks volumes as well to how this 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 makeup of this team could be going forward. We'll see. Yeah. We will don't, see. Don't don't sleep on Hyde, man. He's got that fusion in his neck. So that's always Listen, Hyde he, is playing. Hyde is is the glue. Of this so defense. good. I'm not, I'm a, I'm a yeah. Book. He's the glue yeah. of his defense, but he does, he, he does what he's supposed to do. Go watch the film. Look at the play late in uh, maybe the third quarter or fourth quarter. Okay. I think they threw uh, something down the sideline to that Ingold. Okay. Ingold yes. took a long yep. catch. Hyde hit him like in the shoulder neck area. He got yep. shook up. He got shook yeah. up. He stayed in the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely I was nervous. I was I'll, nervous. I'll definitely have a look at that for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, my guy, Alex the thigh doc always representing uh listen man you know Happy how you do help. you gotta you gotta you gotta lead us out you got any, you got anything to lead do us what? out with what? what do you mean lead us out you know exactly what i'm talking about did we we beat miami right we sure did should we queue up some salsa listen do you have a little merengue what do you got you got bachata no, what do you salsa. got man alexa play la vida es un carnival sure la vida es un carnival by seeing the cruise from spotify let it warm up let it go. What you got? Hey, bring it down. He's, he's, he's working on the rhythm. You got something special for that sunburn? For the sunburn, okay. There it is. There it is. <laughs> You know what? You got to let your boy shine, man. My man is shining right now. He's got the thigh out. He's doing his thing. Carl Jones, I see you jealous, brother. I see you. You know you can't do that. <laughs> there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, my man, the thigh doc. <laughs> you got to let your boy shine, man. Shine away, my guy. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, my guy, the thigh doc, and we've had enough of his thighs for tonight. See you you later, my man. (laughs) Yo, listen, you got to give your guys time to shine, man. He educated us. He 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 loaded us with information on the injury report on this squad. And uh, listen, the prognosis on Trey isn't great, but we knew that it it sounds okay for our guy. I'm saying Benford. We'll see how that plays out. And then uh, listen, Poyer. With the with the knee, we gotta keep an eye on that. We gotta do keep an eye on that, and then we gotta look at Trey High, the Trey High, Micah High. Listen, man, we're older now. I mean, I, listen, I'm I, listen. I might I might look a little little young in the face, but I'm an older guy. I mean, there's some things when I'm getting up, I'm making these sounds now where my parents used to make back in the day. This is crazy. This aging thing ain't cool. So these players, I gotta go through this. I get it. I totally get it. So listen, without further ado, we're gonna get we're gonna keep rolling. We're gonna keep rolling. We're gonna be my man Carl Jones in. Uh, Carl, you know, just give me give me a flex. I don't want a thumbs up. Give me a flex when you when you're ready to roll. <laughs> Let's go, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, let me uh, press before I bring this on. We've had my man Carl Jones uh, on here before. 
and he's representing. He's coming back on here. And uh, let's get right into it. Without further ado, let me bring my guy in, Carl. Carl, what up, baby? What's happening? Man, what's good, man? How you been? I'm good, man. Listen, I saw you. The, the way you were looking when my man was doing the sauce, you're like, man, I can't dance like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not that dance, but in some other ones. I think I got my boy. I think I got him. I think I got him. I'm, I'm jealous though. Putting the thighs out there, I'm a little jealous in that one. Yeah, he, that boy. That boy is he's girthy. He's girthy in the in the thighs, man. Pause. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we got to talk football. I mean, we it's been some time. The last time we spoke, it was in the off season. We were talking about how how excited we were about Christian Bedford. He's doing his thing. You know, what I'm saying he got nicked up a little bit last week. Uh, we're back into it, but we're not going to we're not even going to jump into that. I got a clip I got to play. All right. And then we're going to jump into this controversy, if you will. And then we'll get into football talk in just a moment. So I'm going to play this clip. And y'all, you guys let me know how you feel about this clip, because I, I was I felt some type of way when I when I when I saw this. Let me check. No, because Josh was 21 to 25, 300 passing yards. And you touched on Seems something. Like the whole game either. No, but you touched on something really good. You said. He's checking stuff down. He has help around him. They're running the football. Mm -hmm. They're playing really good defense. Mm -hmm. And you gave him a lot of praise for that. And I'm just writing down, that's the same thing Dak doing. No, it's not. No, it's not. The Bill, let, me, let, me, let me say why. You ask me a question, let me answer. I'm asking, I'm asking. The way that the Bills are playing, right, they're winning because of Josh Allen. The way that the Cowboys are winning is because of the defense. Yeah. Don't come on, man. This is me you talking to. Come on. I don't know. They just ain't, I, I ain't just coming to see the last three games. Come on, man. Just stumble here. Yeah, I mean, get lost. Come on, man. Josh has not been turning the football over, and they've been playing really good defense. Bro, no. He's throwing the ball all over what? the field. They shut the commanders down playing really good defense with some turnovers. And then they just shut the Dolphins down playing really good defense. And he's checking the football down, making the smart plays. That's the same thing. You feel like Josh Allen is playing, and Zach are playing at the same level right now? They're playing the same. He may have a little bit more stats, but the way they are playing the game. I'm officially done. Checking the football down. If I should, that's they, how they playing. They threw the ball one time over 20 yards. Like, I ain't about to play with him. Yeah. You could play with him. You could joke with him. I ain't time joking. It, it, it's, it's on tape. Don't play with me. Play with your mama. Don't play with me. This is what, this is what, that's what my man Shady was saying. So your thoughts when you hear, when you hear James, James Jones is a major hater. That boy, a hater on these bills, man. What's your opinion when you hear people talk about like, Oh, well, Dak's doing the same thing. And I get it. He's sticking up for Dak. You can stick up for Dak, but you ain't gotta you ain't gotta put Josh down and talk about you downplay what he's doing. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the week one performance by Josh kind of like clouded a lot, a lot of everyone's, you know, opinion on him this year and just like all oh, rolled him off to a certain extent. Not all the way. Everyone knows he's a fantastic quarterback, one of the best uh, in the league. Having said that though, the responsibilities and the weight that each player has on their plate, I don't think it's remotely close. Um, I mean, Josh Allen has a lot on his plate. Now, although this year I do think Ken Dorsey and the ancillary pieces around him have done a much better job yeah. um, taking stuff off of his plate. But still, even to, to that point, though, he has he's made some plays where you just got to double take it, rewind it a few times on film. He's still doing stuff like that. Not taking anything away from Dak. The Cowboys are a fantastic team. They'll uh, be Solid. in the NFC. Yeah, NFC contention all year long. Uh, that defense is legit. I mean, Michael Parsons might be the best player in the league. But regardless – it is funny hearing that, and and I think the week one performance kind of still clouds everyone's judgment when speaking about Josh Allen the past three weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Carl Jones, representing News 8 from The Rock. Can I say that? Can I say The Rock? Yeah, The Rock, cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah, you cool with that? News 8 representing for The Rock coming through and, and hanging out with your boy. And uh, we're going to talk some football today, man. We're going to talk some football because I have a segment 
that we call the good, the bad, the ugly. And uh, I need you to me. I need you to help me out with giving me the good, the bad, the ugly of what you thought happened in this game. But before we do get there, I got to get my piece in there. James Jones has been a major hater. You ain't going to sit there and talk about he's checking out. Listen, Josh doesn't check down. That's part of his game that he's never been. He never wanted to do. He could do it. He's like, I ain't doing that. Check down for what? I'm not doing that, man. I got God bless me with this cannon. I'm going to let that thing bang. At the end of the day, sometimes you got to take the little nine, the little nine. You got to, your little pew pew guy. You got to take that on. You got to take that one right there. And that's what Josh is doing. It's, it's evolving his game. Dak, on the other hand, I like Dak. I don't got no problems with Dak, but you, you ain't going to compare Dak to, to Josh Allen. You ain't going to do that. And that's why I like my man Shady. He's like, yo, you ain't going to play with me, man. Don't play. I play with this guy, man. Stop playing with me. Like, love Shady. I love the fact that Shady's up there. He's much better on, on, on camera now. He was a little rusty at the beginning, but he was, he's starting to get his bearings down. But I love uh, these these panelists now are a lot of players that used to play. So you can't sit there and talk a lot of junk. Now, then you got a guy like Rodney Harrison. Come on, man. That was disrespectful. I, I don't care uh, what background, reporter, analyst, whatever role you have. You never call another grown man garbage like that. That's just I thought that was very that, that was tasteless. I'm not going to lie. Like there was nothing about that that was cool to me. And then. Trying to egg on Chris Jones to do that as well was was out of bounds. I'm happy that he reportedly did apologize, so I'm I'm happy that he. Oh, he did uh, apologize. That's what Robert Sala said the next day. He did say that he apologized uh, to Zach because yeah, he was he was getting killed. Yeah, they were dragging that brother online, and as he should. I mean, I never really liked him as a player back then because he, he had a bit of a dirty streak to him. Um, good player, and then he went to the Patriots, and I hated him after that. I, I just I wanted nothing to do with him, but like. And the thing is, like, you tried it the first time. You tried to edge him on, Chris Jones, and Chris Jones took the high road. Nah, man, he's a he's a special player for their team, and he didn't have a he didn't have a bad game at all. He went toe to toe, and then you gonna yeah. sit here and try to edge him on and try to get a soundbite? Nah, bro, you just look like a fool. Like these, some of these guys gotta chill out. Like Bart Scott, these guys, and I don't mind Bart Scott, but Bart Scott be saying some wild stuff. But now you got Rodney Harrison, y'all gotta chill out, brother. Like we got on, we 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 finally found ourselves on TV, and don't don't take that away from us now. You know what I'm saying? Don't take that away from us now. We gotta, we gotta keep it gully. Now, <laughs> I have to get that off my chest, man, real, real quick. Uh, but Carl, you've been, you've been watching. You're around the team, and when this Trey White situation happened, what has been the vibe with the team, the coaching staff, the players, the, the, the aura around the team? Like, like we can only speculate from what's going on, but you, you're there. Talk to us, man. Bill's mafia wants to know, like. What's the vibe been? Yeah, so when he went down, I think everyone kind of knew the severity of it just based off his reaction. I think even the camera showed him throwing his ham, uh, not his ham, his helmet, taking yeah. his gloves off pretty violently. And I think everyone, I think Michael was maybe the first one over there and told the team to come over and, and, and surround them because uh, they understand what Trey has been through and they understand um, what he means. Um, he's not really the biggest media guy. Like he doesn't really speak to the media too often, but that's because he's just about his work and his craft. And I respect the guy who's, just about his business um and it just after the game when we asked them questions just um, about you know what trey means and just like if he is at the time they didn't really know for sure how long he would be out but they had yep. a pretty darn good idea yep. and i mean just everyone it, even though they won by 30 over a team that just dropped 70 points the week prior you brought that question up and it immediately just changed the entire aura of the room i mean i think dig said this don't play for him lift them up you know uh, Mitch Morris just went on about how important he was. DeMar Hamlin talked about how 
Um, he did such a he was so influential for him and his recovery getting back to the field. Obviously, Micah had glowing things to say about him. Sean McDermott sure. got a little choked up speaking about him, considering that was the first player that he ever picked. Um, yeah. Just all of that stuff the, the players and coaching staff included. They felt that, man. They, they really did. And just being in that room and hearing them talk about him you understand the magnitude of obviously you lose a great player, but it was what Trey White stood for in that locker room, which which is really, really hits home for them. And the tough thing is he mean he it's it's like he because he means so much, not even just on the field, but off the field. Like they love that man. You know what I'm saying? So this is a it's a big blow. And uh and the unfortunate part of this business, and we were talking to Alex, it's tough to come back. It's tough to come back from Achilles. I mean you you played the position. And I don't know if you've sustained injury like that um, to that magnitude, but I don't know, man. You're in your constant backpedal. You got to stop, go, this. That's a lot on the Achilles. That's a lot on your calves. That's a lot on the legs. Man, I mean, I you hope for the best, but, like, it's the, the ugly side of the business. It's the ugly it, side. It really is. It, it really is. I mean, I've never sustained a, an Achilles injury. I've had a few calves, but, I mean, that's that's a part of the business. It's tough. It's tough. And he's not 21 anymore. Not saying he's old by any means, but right. um, it's just a rough injury, man. It's just a part of the game. And you just hope that he can attack this rehab and just use it as more fuel. I, I had a friend, my, I had a friend who had two ACLs and an Achilles and still was able to come back um, and was a really darn good player at Notre Dame. So um, you just got to figure yeah, it out. Two ACLs and an Achilles. Yeah, man. He it, it was a rough goal for him in college, but he found a way, got back to the field. Um, it's tough. And especially the mental side of it, you know, like obviously your body is giving out on you, but it's just the mental rehab, long days, can't walk the way you want. Like just all of that stuff is going to be the toughest part for him. Never been in that position, but I do understand as a DB, man, you need your feet, you need your legs. And uh, in that position, he's had two severe injuries, which isn't good. Certainly, you certainly do. Uh, I, I Listen, I have, a, I have another clip I want to play uh, for the masses. And uh, this is for the big dub that we just got this past Sunday. This is huge. Like, how big of, of, I guess, the morale prior to the game? Because there's something there's something personal about this game. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because the, I mean, the Broncos, I mean, allowed these guys to put 70 on them, and the Bills were like, nah, you ain't about to come into my house and try to do what you did to the Broncos, so we're extra motivated. And then after the game, when they, they fully handled business, what, what the hell was going on in that locker room and what was going on in the vibe with this whole team that made them play the way they did? Because they played lights out against Miami. What the heck was up? So I didn't go into the locker room after the game, but I was on the sideline, obviously, and was able yep. to hear all the banter and all that good type of stuff. I think it's a it's a mixture of a lot of things, but anyone who's played sports before, um, I know I was taught this as a young age. No matter who you're up against, I don't care if it was the best team or the worst team, you put your pants on one leg at a time just like I do. And the, uh, the Buffalo Bills felt as if, hold on, we're, we've been the AFC East champs for a while now. I understand you put up 70 points. We respect that. We think that is really darn cool. Having said that, though, it's our house and y'all human just like us. I mean, this isn't for them. From other, all week, they're hearing about how fast they are, how explosive they are. Well, thank God this isn't the Olympics. You know, like this is football. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is football, man. You got to put your pants Exactly. On. Exactly. And whether, you know, how much people act like they don't hear, care about the media, national pundits, they're human. They do listen to that stuff. And I'm sure you get irritated about that stuff. So you use it as, as fuel. And, and I'm sure they had a chip on their shoulder because of it. Because I've been in that position before where you're like so sick and tired about hearing how the other person is good. They bleed just like I do. 
like they human, just like yeah. they breathe the same air I do. Just go ahead and talk with these pads and let's get to it. So talk I imagine that was a lot head. of the, yeah. And I imagine that was a lot of the, the pent up aggression that they had. Sunday. You think it had anything to do with this? I don't know. What, what was up with that? Okay. Do you know? Because a lot of, a lot of people don't know. So let me just kind of paint a picture for everybody. So I guess Miami Dolphins, they came in with emojis on their shirts and the, it was the emoji of like thinking, or I don't know what this emoji is. And then the bills, I guess they, they found an edge and used that. So are you around the sideline a little bit and you kind of heard the banter? What What's the deal with that? I, I don't know the exact reason why the Bills decided to troll back, but I do think it's a hilarious troll. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if the, the emojis from the Dolphins was meant to troll the Bills at all. I honestly don't know about that one. But I do find, you know, if you're a competitive guy, you'll find any little edge, any little edge. You'll find anything. So the fact that they use that, random t-shirt from Friday afternoon to motivate them. I thought was really, really hilarious. Um, I mean, cause when you make it to that stage, you got to find any little thing to take you over the top. And apparently little emoji did it for him. Well, listen, if the emoji did it for the players, I don't know what did it for Chris Brown, but Chris Brown had something to get off his chest today. I need to play that for Bill's mafia. Cause I was feeling what, what Chris Brown was saying. And my man, Pierre is all always about, you know what I'm saying? exactly the sentiments that Chris Brown, but Chris Brown said a little something with his chest today. So uh, we, let me play you know the clip. What? I'm just going to say this. We hear all these fans out here that make their complaints and issue their things in the off season, disappointing playoff performance against the Bengals. That's fine. 27 to 10. It was a disappointing performance. I understand why you're upset and recency bias and all that. We actually had people calling this show saying to fire Sean McDermott. We had people calling this show. March, April, May, saying that. And we told them they were insane then. How do you feel now? Because, look, we hear it all the time. Sean McVay, he's an offensive guru. Mike McDaniel, he's an offensive guru. All these people are offensive gurus. Guess what? We got a defensive guru right here at One Bills Drive. And you know what? If you got good enough talent on the field, defense can stop the revolutionary offense. Oh, my God. Okay? I'm just putting that out there because everybody talks about offensive gurus left, right, and center in this league. Nobody talks about guys that draw up defense like that. So have that at it. That's true. Chew on that sandwich. He said, chew on that sandwich. Chris Brown was excited. You know, when, when, when folks get excited, man, they, they, their, their brains get all mushy and they just blurt out anything. Chew on that sandwich. I mean, what kind of sandwich are we chewing on, bro? Uh, but uh, <laughs> shout out to Chris Brown because a lot of times, and I'm, I'm, I, don't have a, I don't have a problem saying it. There's a lot of idiot Bills fans out there that be just saying, just be spewing some straight BS. I, I, I see it all, man. Get rid of McDermott. Brandon Bean's a bum. Uh, get rid of this guy in, until they start to you start to remind them where the bills were just a short eight nine ten years ago bro we were not there was no there was no like there was no light at the at the tunnel man until we got a damn quarterback that's when we started rolling and then these guys want to come in and now look at us you ever say we had a horrible first game we all know that and we've turned things around and now just like that we're on back we're back on top where we're supposed to be but Chris Brown was like, nah, you ain't going, you ain't, you ain't going to dog my team like that. So you you bozos calling, chill out. Chew on that sandwich. I like that. You gotta, you gotta give him a, but do you, I mean, you're you cover the team. So you're starting to see the buzz. You see social media. 
So you see how Bills fans are like, they're up, super up on ones, and then down on the other. I mean, that's part of being a fanatic. But do you find, like, Bills fan, now that you've been covering this team now, you've been doing, what, four years now, I think, give or take? This is going into my third, going into my third. Your third, your third year. So you've been around long enough. Are Bills fans crazy? Are they are they just a bunch of bozos and craziness, or you? it's just all fans? This is what it is. This is just the, the nature of the business, man. I mean, especially when your team is really darn good and hasn't really got to the top, top yet. So they're going to find any little thing to get them going a little bit. No, but I, but I mean, honestly, if you're inside that building or around that organization, you should appreciate that because it shows that they care. You know, there's a lot of organizations around here who will love to have half of the support that Bills Mafia provides for their fan base because there's some organizations in the NFL where you watch their games, you know, yep. team ain't doing well, fans in the stands ain't really showing up. They hate the owner. They ain't showing up the game. They ain't showing up the training camps. I understand that, you know, social media can be a poisonous pill at times, and it's annoying for all of us. Having said that, though, I'll take that 10 times out of 10 over, uh, uh, ap like, an apathy where people just don't care. I mean, college is my sport. Obviously, grew up playing it and going from Ohio, Ohio State, all that good type of stuff. And I was always reminded, like, Everyone used to say, Ohio State fans are insane. And I'm like, well, you can say the same thing about Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Oh, what do all those teams have in common? They win. Like that's the right. teams that are successful, they're going to have those chaotic fan bases. And that's just the way it is. It's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. Now, we got a segment. We're going to get into good, the bad, the ugly. I kind of gave you some time to kind of think. And, I mean, you, you, you cover the squad, so you saw everything, right? And, uh, folks, we're about to get into it. It's the good, the bad, the ugly. I might even get you to participate in the milk carton candidate. Now, you may not want any parts of it because you don't want no smoke from the players on the squad. Or maybe you want to, you know, me put a little something on your chest and say, I got this. But let's start with the good. Is there anything that stood out to you or multiple things that stood out to you that maybe people aren't talking about? Or maybe just it's it's just being kind of swept under the rug. Or maybe you just want to talk about the, the, the thing that stands out to the most. What stood out to you as the good where, man, this was amazing. Let's go. What do you got? Yeah, so I just recently got done watching a film today, the All-22 version of it. So you get to see the sky eye, bird's eye instead of the broadcast. And Love it. Okay, talk to Obviously, us. for me, um, with a DB background, that's what I'm most keen on and what I'm, what I'm paying attention to. And the thing that I love the most um, is how disciplined they were to, the, to their assignments. And I thought yes. that was the... Uh, against a team like Miami with so much eye candy, so much motion, they do a really good job on stressing your rules and principles. And I thought that there were a couple plays there was really signified how great the Bills were with doing their assignment. They didn't really care too much about what Miami was doing. They were locked in on what their assignment was. I think the one play was when Dane Jackson, it was still a catch. It was like a three-yard catch, but he yep. came off of his route and blew up Braxton Berrios in the, in, a, um, in the slide. If you want more details on what actually Who happened. Is that? Was, I knew exactly what play you're talking about. Yeah, head to my Twitter for the exact rules and what happened, but that was a really good play. Um, another one, simple, incomplete pass, but Taron Johnson, um, Tariq Hill, like I believe in the first quarter, first or second drive of the game, um, he had an incomplete pass on the sideline. It was a far hash throw for Tua, but it was a little details with Taron Johnson is getting depth and finding work and finding someone to go, go attack, and that forced Tua a little bit to bubble the throw instead of just throwing it on the line. Little stuff like that adds up, and then – Last but not least, the interception. I mean, the interception. Um, Talk about it. It, it, was, it was it was a great play. And once again, Terrell Bernard staying uh, schematically sound, getting some yes. depth, um, and then forcing. Because Tua, that's where he wanted to go the entire time. That's exactly where he wanted to go. Um, and then Terrell Bernard got up under just enough for Tua to want to put a little bit of air under it. 
for Robbie Chosen, I believe the intended receiver was, and Micah Hyde uh, reaped the benefits. So that was just those three plays just encapsulated just how well they locked into their schemes on Sunday. Carl Jones, News 8 coming through, handling business. I know you got, uh, I know you have a few more minutes with me, and then uh, I don't want, I want to respect your time. Um, but I, I listen, I love doing this, man, because this is great. Uh, I got time. I got like another 10 minutes. We good. All right, we good. All right, straight. So can I tell you, I love that play from Terrell Bernard. Terrell freaking Bernard, man. I, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to keep it a buck. When in the offseason, I was calling him the substitute teacher because the substitute teacher, you know where a, a Terrell Bernard comes in as your teacher, you know it's a substitute. Oh, it's Mr. Bernard. He's here. So I was calling him. the. But this guy's he's now the principal. He's the dean. Like he, he running things on this defense. He's calling plays. He's getting what I, I'm, this is the good for me. When I see Terrell Bernard just signaling guys and making them get back in position, Hey, come over here and communicate. I think uh, Baldinger had something where there was just communication, just left, right, center, and he's leading it. He's leading it. I I ain't going to say that Tremaine didn't do that, but it didn't seem like Tremaine was as animated and just, getting everybody and everybody's in lockstep got you and assignment was just there and the fact that he trailed robbie chosen trailed him just enough for two to be like and throw it up there into love it disciplined football is a beautiful thing to watch so i gotta give a big shout out to, to robert i loved every bit of it Speaking I got on that communication piece, though. Yeah. I remember in college, our coach used to always say, I'm not going to give the rated R version, but the PG version. You can give the rated R. You when, I, when I watch film, I need everyone to look like they're throwing up gang signs or sign yeah. language. That's how well we need to be communicating out there when I watch it on film. And you watch the Bills, man. They're out there pointing everything out. They're repping sets, very, man. They're repping their sets. <laughs> that's a very confident unit out there, and they showed it Sunday. Listen, maybe maybe the, the leader of that gang is uh, is McDermott. McDermott is saying, yo, rep your, rep your set, boys. <laughs> rep your set. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be crazy. Uh, but I'll say this, man. I loved every bit of that. That made me that made me happy. Uh, I will, I'll jump on this because I, I know your time is limited. Um, the O-line. Man, I don't know. You, you, you've been watching the field, but I know you focus more on the, the DB side of it. But Connor McGovern, Mitch Morse, Torrance. Uh, Dawkins is playing like an all-pro. He's playing like a pro bowler. Fam, this O-line is legit. If we stay healthy, bro, we could we could really move some things. And the, and the thing is, he's going past the rock. Josh Allen's going past the rock. But it's it's the run fits that they're creating for, oh, man, Latavius Murray busting out for a 29-yard run. You could tell his age was showing there. He, he he didn't get the juice. He did not have all the juice, man. He was like, "Oh shit, let me let me head out of bounds real quick because I I ain't got time for this." You know what I'm saying? I gotta go go get my little oxygen mask and get my, <laughs> get going. But the old line has looked fantastic these last few weeks. What the heck is going on? What's what? What do you notice? What have you seen? Is there has something changed? What's up? I'm not like I'm not in their meeting rooms, but it's definitely uh, an encouraging sign to see how they played the last three weeks. You know, week one wasn't wasn't good by any anyone's standards or expectations. But the past three weeks um, against a really stout Washington front and then last week against a Dolphins front who has some guys, including Christian Wilkins, excuse me, in the middle of it. Um, they did their job. And I think Ken Dorsey has helped out a ton in that regard. One, the run schemes are a little bit more complex than what they used to be. They're not just zone, which is just like run left, run right. Right. They're a lot. They're helping out the OL in that regard, where the defensive linemen just aren't teeing off every play. And then also, Josh Allen is under center a ton now, more than usual, which is helping them out in that regard because now um, it's not just run, run every play. 
because usually in the past, if Josh Allen was under center, they were running the ball. But now, I mean, you look at all the explosive plays, whether it was Stephon Diggs, long touchdown, Gabe Davis had the long catch. Um, I think uh, I got a couple. Oh, James Cook's long catch as well. All those mm-hmm. coming from under center. So that's helping out the offensive lineman a little bit with the play action pass in that regard. We need to be under center more. Listen, and scrap scrap this whole shotgun. I mean, draw. We can't do that all game. We can't. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm getting sick of it. And I like I used to play I, listen, when I when I played, I played tailback. I'm sick of it. Okay. Give me somewhere I'm under center. I can run downhill and really choose my hole and hit that, man. Like anyway, well I digress. One last point I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on on the good and then we're gonna go to the bad. This is where it gets a little tough now. Coaching. Can Dorsey McDermott was coaching like a G. He made his adjustments and McDaniel had no answer. He had no answer. He had no answer because McDaniel McDermott was which is just I was prepared for you. And the I think that what helps too is I've played number 10 multiple times. I know how people want to use him. So I'm gonna take that away. Milano, jam him at the line, and we were rating for him. And Milano did a damn good job. This I'm in love with this team, man. I love this damn team. I know you can you can't just you can't say it like I do. You know what I'm saying? But I love this team, man. I love this team. I love good football. I love good football. I won't won't lie about that. I love good football. (laughs) We're playing some good football. And and you know what? And my man Carl Jones loves good football. You know what I'm saying? He may. So I'm going to just keep it at that. I'm going to just keep it at that. So let's. let's, It's going to be a little tougher now. Anything that stood out to you that was bad? I mean, usually, as my coach used to always say, the film is never as good as what you say it is. And it's also never as bad as you think it is either. Having said that, this is one of those games where I couldn't find much bad. But one thing that did stick out, and um, I don't think it'll be a problem going forward because I haven't seen it from this player a ton. But I didn't like, um, especially with Dane, who I think is going to step in and do an adequate job at CB2. A couple times I thought that he didn't tackle as well on the edge when Tyreek Hill was out there in space. Now, granted, not many people on this planet can tackle Tyreek Hill in space. And one-on-one, good luck. Having said that, though, those are the plays where Tyreek Hill can turn a six-yard gain into 80. And I thought that's probably the stuck out to me in terms of the bad, but I'm splitting hairs here because it really wasn't a lot. We're we're nitpicking here. They put up 48 points, and then they gave up 20 on the other end to a team who just dropped 70 points a week prior. So I'm nitpicking here, but that was something I'm going to have a keen eye on going forward, just making sure that that isn't a thing that's going to be, you know, a theme for him going forward, but I don't think it will because he hasn't issue. He's never been a bad tackler or any uh, stretch before that play. Not one bit, man. I, listen, I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And I'm going to stick on Dane Jackson because it's the one touchdown that he that I don't want to say he allowed to Braxton Barrios in the corner where it looked like that's your responsibility, bro. You got peeking in the backfield. Get back there and get to your thirds. And that that could have been an easy into. That's yours, but you got peeking. You're trying to make a big play, and I know you you nod your head because that's what's up. That's what's up. So he'll get there. And those are the little things that bug Bills fans about Dane Jackson is sometimes sometimes he can be in the right place at the right time, but sometimes he ain't turning his head. He ain't turning his head and really getting there. You putting your 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 boy in a bind, right? But we knew that was your responsibility. So for me, that was the bad in that game. I, we're splitting hairs. We're splitting hairs here. You know what I'm saying? But not a whole lot stood out to me that was bad. Uh, this goes out to the chat, by the way. The chat, what stood out to you that was that was bad where you're like, oh, I needed to see a little bit more. Uh, while you guys do that, I got a super chat I got to read. Uh, shout out to, who's that super chat coming from? John DeFazio. What's up, Johnny? Johnny comes in and says, yo, my reason, excuse me, my reason 
uh, why we are just different this year. Or my reason of why we are different this year. Number one, legit depth. That's true on ON, OL, and D line. True. Impactful linebacker play. Facts. Deep secondary. Truth. Consistent run game. We never used to have it, but yes, I'm I'm thrilled about it. Five play action. Josh never had play action. Six aggressive. Uh, and then six number six says aggressive defensive scheme. Here's the difference. And I like Leslie Frazier. I'm a fan. But there's a difference between Leggy Frazier calling defense and there's a difference between McDermott calling defense. And somebody called it, one is reactionary, right? One is just there to react and one is just there to, is, is to, to, I guess, absorb, right? So you'd have someone like McDermott that's ready to attack and get on the attack. And you have my man, Frazier is more ready like, I'll deal with my front four because they'll get after it and you guys just fall back. No, 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 no. McDermott's like, no, we go, we send to the kitchen, we bring it back, we're gonna mix things up, and it's it's a beautiful thing. You you probably thrive in this damn defense, but you better put your pads on and, and knock on that door, be like, yo, y'all need anybody on the practice squad? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna lie, my hamstrings wouldn't do it. My hamstrings is done. My, the hammies will pop the if I run uh, yeah, one go ball and uh I'm out. It's a wrap. I'm out. Coach, yeah. <laughs> pull me out, pull me out. All right, uh Let's head to, you know what I'm saying, the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, the ugly, sometimes there might be nothing. And sometimes you might have find something, you might have found something watching film like, oof, yo, if if they find that, it's over with. Or you got nothing. Anything stood out to you that was ugly. It yeah, I got one. Play or player, whichever you thought that was. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I got one. And for me, I don't think it's close. Trey White's injury. Like, I don't think there's like any anything that stands out bigger than that. I, I mean, first off, we alluded to earlier about just how big of a loss he'll be and how the players felt about it. But just thinking about it on the field, um, we do, not we, the Bills play a ton of zone coverage and a lot of match schemes. So they're not like they're putting their corners on islands for a majority of the game. But where his absence will be felt, and I talked about this on Twitter a little earlier today, it's going to be situationally. Those third and medium situations where yes. everyone in the stadium, everybody in a mama, your daughter, everybody knowing who about to get the ball right here, whether that's Jamar Chase, Good Travis point. Kelsey, um, whatever team they face in the playoffs, Keenan Allen, everybody knows where the ball is going, and it's just mano y mano, and that's where you're going to miss a guy like Trey White, and that's where his absence is going to be felt. So it's those third-down situations, those two-minute drives where, all right, my guy against your guy, what's up? And that's where it's going to be felt the most. So that's the ugly for me. I, I mean, I, I think, Good I don't point. know, you can't really adequately replace him, no. But you can try to schematically do things to help you guys out. But there's not much you can do to help a guy out on third and five where we're playing man and quarterback's pre-snap saying, I'm going there. So that's where this guy's just going to have to step up. Love it. And you know what? Last segment of the night, because I know you, you're out of here. It's the milk carton alert. Now, you may not know about this. I'm going gonna, gonna to remove this for now. And you may, and you can plead the fifth and be like, ah, I'm going to pass on this one. You know what I'm saying? Or... And I've, I've changed it up for people. Now, the milk carton candidate is for somebody, something that just is missing. We need to find it. Or they, there's something that, is, that needs to be found and, and brought back to the team, to a player, whatever the case is. So did anything stand out to you that somebody needs to be part of the milk carton candidate? Who's been missing? What's been missing? 
Von Miller. That's who's hey, going to Von Miller will be now. back. He's on. He's been on the milk carton for I don't know how many games it's been now. Let's he's go. He's talking about when he come back. I don't know exactly when. You know, Von Miller is the most optimistic guy on the planet. I would love to have him as a you know a mental health coach. God damn it. But uh, regardless, he's been missing, and he'll be back relatively soon. And for a de- defensive line that's caused a lot of havoc with just four, adding a future Hall of Famer, no matter how old he is. Is going to be a dangerous sight for everyone they face from here on out. Carl Jones, you you nailed it. You nailed it because you you could have went negative here, but you went you went you, you thought about this when you were like, you know what? hey man, after a game where you went by thirty against the team who was the, the last undefeated AFC team East team, I mean, shoot, I, I'd be remiss if I took that route in that. You went lying, man. Listen, once again, you knocked it out the park, and I promise you. I will not wait this long to get you back on the show. I way too damn long, man. Way too long. The season is upon us, and uh, great takes like this because every Tuesday, I'm assuming every Tuesday you jump into the film room right off the bat. Yeah, this is perfect, man. So listen, don't be surprised if I hit you up every Tuesday, and we need to talk about what you saw in the film room because you know what I'm saying it's important. And Bill's Mafia needs to hear this because there are things that we just aren't privy to. And and I live in Canada, and the zone doesn't give me the chance to get to all 22. I'm not. A, I can't do it. So I have to depend on the Americanos to help a brother out. So Carl Jones, News 8, the News 8 room with The Rock. Uh, I appreciate you very much, though, sir. Uh, your insight is, is invaluable. And uh, listen, have yourself a fantastic night. And uh, I was going to bring this up so I can get you Kyrie take, but we'll wait on that another day because Kyrie, when he played his when he played his weekend you'll have you'll have my take for sure <laughs> that's what i'm talking about listen ladies and gentlemen this is my man carl jones carl jones let anybody know where they can find your podcast or excuse me your your anything that you're putting out because i know you have other things that you put out please let them know before you get out of here because i know time is pressing yeah so jones 11 underscore is my twitter um sometimes i'm just tweeting funny stuff that's even non-related to bills coverage i'm a big college football fan for those who don't know um, with the play at Syracuse, but regardless, you're not, you're not a Colorado uh, Buffalo, Buffalo fan. What? What? Oh man, go Buffs, man. Me and Dion, you know, I, I'm about to give me a hat. I actually just ordered one from Fanatics. But let's uh, go. Uh, but you can find my my work on Jones Eleven underscore. Kind of the, some of the All Twenty Two stuff I put on there, and then also a segment which I dive in a little bit deeper. Uh, let's talk ball. It'll be on RochesterFirst.com. Thad Brown and I, we just kind of talk about the X's and O's from the All Twenty Two stuff. So yeah, um, it's usually from the DB perspective because. I'm not going to act like I know everyone's responsibility, but I do think I fairly I have a fairly good uh, grasp of what the back four are doing, or five, depending on where you want to put Taron Johnson in that regard. But that's where you can find me at. Love it. Listen, man, and I appreciate it because it, it, I, I'm, a, I'm a sponge, man. I love to listen and, and, and t- take all the information you got to give out to me. So we appreciate you, man. Listen, have a great night. Thank you for bringing your time on, and I definitely will be calling you again, man. Sounds good, man. appreciate you guys for having me on. Yes, sir. Salute, man. Carl Jones from News Eight from the Rock, Rochester. Uh, listen, man, that's 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 a good brother right there. That's a good brother right there. And uh, if we can only get so much information like that, and uh, and really let Bill's Mafia know because it's important, man. Because there are some things that we see on TV and we're like, yeah, that's about right. And then then you have someone that actually played the game, that actually is around the team, and has experience in this whole in this field. And kind of gives you another perspective. And that is, it's, a, it's valuable, man. So I'm much appreciated to my guy, Jones, Mr. Jones. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Carl Jones. And he came through and, and really handled it. So I thank you that I thank you for that. And uh, I got a super chat coming in from Jericho. What's up, Jericho? Comes in and says, Bills ain't won a ring since Leather Helmet. Well, 
The last time y'all run a ring, Mr. Jericho, you had to pull it off the freaking wall and blow the dust off of it. You weren't even in your mama's... You you probably weren't even in your mom's womb by the time they did all that stuff. And you talking just this is the this is the problem with fans, Dolphins fans that be coming on here talk a whole bunch of junk. It's like Jets fans. You guys haven't won a championship since you haven't won, you haven't seen shit since the 60s. And half of y'all are 20-year-olds. Man, y'all need to shut your asses up. And you got Jericho over here coming and talk about y'all haven't won things, things since leather helmets, bro. Focus on winning something since 2008. Because that's the last time y'all y'all did something to Buffalo. Is it 2008? Or has it been eight years? Excuse me. It's been eight years. I'm sorry. I get the, the number eight is messing with me. It's been eight years since y'all did anything. All right? How about that? How about we focus on the present? I think Josh Adams is, is like 11 and one versus the Dolphins. How about that? Focus on those numbers. How about that, Mr. Leather Helmets? When's the last time y'all won in Buffalo? Do you know? Go do some math. Go back and check. These Dolphins fans, man, they take an L, and they don't know how to act. They win and put 70 points on someone, and they still don't know how to act. You know what I'm saying? My, find your head. Find your head, all right? Now come back to me when, you, when, you, when you're ready to have a, a grown-out conversation. Or try to get a dub. How about that? Try to get a win. Try to get a win. Because the last time you went in Buffalo, I can't recall. I can't recall. I rest my case, clown. Anyway, I got another super chat coming in. Shout out to my man, Jeff King. Jeffrey King, my guy. He says, who was the clown defending Diggs Sunday? All I could imagine was Steph singing to himself while running his routes. I put my hand up on my hip when I did. <laughs> I put my hand up on my hip when I did. You did. We did. <laughs> Yo, Jeff King, let me tell you something, man. Jeff King always finds a way to... This is why I fell in love with this guy, man. Because when early streams, you know what I'm saying, he, he'd put a lyric out there and I'd nail it. And I was like, yo, this guy is amazing. And we've formed a bond ever since. Love this brother, man. I appreciate you always, Jeff King. And you always put a smile on my face, man. I appreciate you. You're the man. <laughs> when I did, you did, we did. And that's exactly what happened, man. We were dipping low. We were doing all those things. We were high-fiving. We were just, we were putting the beats on the Dolphins. And they needed it. They needed it. How about you ponder on that? Ponder on that, suckers. <laughs> uh, what up to my man Silas Widow? What up, Sai? Hey, Rico, how many Fish fans were in the chat today? Um, not a whole lot. I mean, Jericho was one of them. But he, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know any better. Like, he should be focusing on consoling TD Finns. Because TD Finns is just just turning into a mime. I've never met a black mime before, have you? <laughs> I've never met a black mime. And I and and apparently we got mimes in Miami because they don't know they they just turned silent. They didn't know they didn't want to say anything. And it's tough because you do all that flapping, all that gum flapping, and then all of a sudden you're silent. Let me get let me let me head to the, the film room and figure some things out. Yeah, y'all got a lot of things to figure out. Y'all got a lot of things to figure out. Um, by the way, there was a stat that I read that Tua was was going to his first read 80% of the time from weeks one to three. When he went against the Bills, it dropped dramatically down to 57. So guess what? What that tells you? The Bills were forcing his ass to look elsewhere. And when you look elsewhere and your first read wasn't there. 
Bob's your uncle, you're sacked four times. Bob's your uncle, you're throwing interception. Bob's your uncle, you almost threw a pick six to Trey White. That's what happens when you got to, you know I mean, survey the field. You can't just keep looking one way. I'm just saying, man. The Bills, yeah, listen, the Bills came out to play. They came out to play, baby. My man Silas Wood comes back with a super chat. I appreciate that, Silas. You know what it is. Miami hasn't won a playoff game in, <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, speak on it, man. Jericho needs to hear this shit. Miami hasn't won a damn playoff game in four presidents. Josh is 10-2 and two versus Miami. Sorry, I said 11-1. and one. I apologize. Um, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions. They haven't won in Buffalo since 2016. Eight years. Eight years. I knew the number was, was somewhere. I said 2008, but I meant to say eight years. It's been eight years since y'all won in Buffalo. Come on now. You can't, you can't, listen, you can't stay in South Beach. You got to come out of South Beach. You tried it last year in the play, right before the, it was in the playoffs with, with Skylar Thompson. You tried it. You tried it. But you just, you couldn't quite put the game away. You couldn't quite put the game away. And then you had an opportunity to, to be healthy and you were missing a couple guys, but so are we. But for the most part, your big hitters were playing and nada. I don't want to hear nothing. Not a word. Zip it. Zilch. Nothing. Moving on. Thank you, Silas, for that. For that, uh, for that stark reminder. <laughs> Let me get uh, another super chat here coming from my man, John DeFazio. Hey, haters. How about this? Josh Allen and you got, you should, <laughs> yeah, shut up. Get in the back. Put your seatbelt on before you catch these beaters. <laughs> John DeFagio's in his bag right now. John DeFagio's like, yo, let me talk my shit. Let me talk my shit. Uh Uh-oh, here comes Jericho again. Jericho goes, love your channel, bro. How many rings y'all have? (laughs) Here comes Jericho again. Jerry. Bring it in a little closer, Jerry. Jerry, I don't know if you've noticed, but y'all haven't won since 2008. You probably are about 12, 13, 14, I don't know. Maybe you're a grown-ass man. I have no idea. But, but Jerry, win in Buffalo. Because sometimes on the road, that's what matters. You got to win on the road. You can't, you can't just stay at home and win in, in Miami. Come on, man. You got to win on the road, big guy. And I appreciate you super chatting. I really do. I'll take your money. <laughs> I'll take your money. But I got to educate you at the same time, brother. You got to win in Buffalo, man. It's been 2008. What the, what movie was popping in 2008? What was the number one song in 2008? That's that's what you excuse me. I keep saying 2008. Eight years ago, 2016. What was the what was the number one song in in 2016? I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. The number one song. Number one song in 2016. I'm gonna show you how long ago that was. Number one song in 2016. I gotta I gotta I gotta do it for you because this brother needs to know. This brother needs to know the list of the top. Hold on. Let me, I got to I got to We got to know this, man. End of the year, hot hundred 2016. Let's see. The number one song. My gosh. You want to know what the number one song was? Let me tell you what it was. You're going to, you're going to lose your mind, folks. You're going to lose your mind when I tell you what the number one song was. And that felt like a lot, a long time ago. I'm telling you, man, it was a long time ago, but. I'm gonna play it for you because you need to realize for all the times that you ain't on my parade. It's a banger. And all the clubs you get in using my name. Justin Bieber. 
I'm breaking your heart by telling you this, man. Think I'm crying on my own while I am. You gotta love yourself, though. You gotta know that. And I didn't wanna write a song. Cause I didn't want anyone. You gotta hear the riffs. I still care, but you still got my phone. Come on now. Maybe I'll be moving on. I'm playing Justin Bieber for you. It's been that long. You gotta love yourself, man. You don't love yourself right now. Cause if you did, you wouldn't be coming on talking all this mess. Let me keep playing that shit Think for you, bro. Think it should be something I don't want to hold back. Maybe you should know that. You should know that. My mama don't like you. She don't like she you. She likes everyone. And she does. Let me tell you, I'm not going to play that whole thing for you, but you need to realize, man. If your mama had some sense, she would tell you, get off this damn computer. You're messing around too much, man. Stop it. Don't do it with me. You don't. You can't troll this guy. Because <laughs> I'm going to get your ass. <laughs> uh, Jerry. Jerry, I'm not going to call you Jericho. It's Jerry. Jerry, you, you done messed up, Jerry. You done messed up. Now go, go play with your, go play with your Shopkins or something. I don't know how old you are, bro. <laughs> go, go play, go play. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Go, go play with your shit. <laughs> anyway, folks, I don't want to, I don't want to troll him too hard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got to work tonight. It's 1025 right now. So this is about that time. This is about that time that I got to get going. So. Let me let me recap this whole situation, folks. We're on to the Jaguars. The Dolphins was a good win. I'm gonna keep it a buck. It was a it was a fine win. It was a good win. It was cool. Um, we needed that, but like it's back to business now. Now we're on the road. We're going to London. It's now the time has shifted. Jaguars were just there last week. They've been there. Now they're staying there two weeks in a row. So, like, they're already acclimated. So, we got to make sure that our talent shows. Trevor Lawrence is a damn talented, talented player. They got a good squad over there. So, y'all, <laughs> Rico brought up Shockman's. You're damn right. I don't know how old this young man is. Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Um, but at the end of the day, folks, it's, it's good to, to feel good about your team. You know what I'm saying? I, I was reading a segment today where somebody was like, man, some people just take these things too seriously. Just relax, man. If your team loses, go have supper. Go do this. Go do that. You know what? That works for some people. Some people need to take their rage out because that's what they got. That's what, that's what makes them feel good about it. You know what I'm saying? And when you win, you want to celebrate the same way. You want to do these things and have fun with it. But always remember, it's just fun. It is fun because these guys, when they lose, win, <laughs> and they stay the same. It's, it's next week. So it's next week for us. We got a chance to enjoy this. I was able to walk into work. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Don my hat, my fresh bills. I need to get another one because this I don't want to wear this one out, but this one sits right on my head. It feels good. You feel me? But at the end of the day, folks, you got to enjoy these, especially when you win a divisional game, a conference game. It's huge. And we needed this one because if we went 0-2 in the AFC East, problems. We would have had to be sitting here digging out to try to, you know, make, seething to get back to playing the guys in our division. Now the fact that we've evened things out, we can kind of, okay. And now we got a conference game against the Jaguars. We've got to take care of the Jaguars, and then we play the, the freaking Giants. Fam, we have time. We got time to make this happen, man. Giants and the Patriots. Let's roll, man. We got this. Josh is playing out of his mind. Dorsey is calling great games. The O-line is playing fantastic. Fam, this is great. The only thing that sucks is we lost Trey. It, that's a, and it's like, it's not a small thing. It's my, it's major. 
it really does suck because Carl said something. When it's third down, you have the confidence to know that Trey, he's got his responsibility. He's athletic enough. He, he, he knows it. He's elite. We've lost that now. So now we're going to have to depend on Dane Jackson. He doesn't have the same pedigree, obviously, as our guy Trey White. Christian Benford is still learning the game. And Kyir Elam has been inactive. So now he's about to get back into it. And Lord knows, maybe this is what he needed. And now he's, he's fired up and ready to get back into. You just never know. Things work out so weird these days. But that's why you never want to move on from a corner. Trade this corner. And, oh, we got, we're good. No, just like that, the defense has changed. That's why you need depth. That's why we have the depth. That's why it's nice to know, okay, we can fall back on Dane. We can fall back on Christian Benford. We can fall back on Kyrie. So this is where they're going to have to step their game up. Everyone's got to step their game up. But it's, it starts with being, being led by a great leader, a great head coach in McDermott. I love McDermott. You guys have heard me say it before. I ain't got no problems with McDermott. That's, that's my dude. You know what I'm saying? That is my dude. So it'll be great. Now, I got to say this before I get out of here. Love this channel. I love this, this, this podcasting gig that we do. It's, it's great. And I have to give appreciation to the Bing Squad because you guys, with your memberships and, uh, and, and signing up, and you help the channel do what it's supposed to do. And we're able to put things back into the channel. We're able to plan for next year with these events and so on and so forth. And it's a, it's a big appreciation, a very big appreciation to you guys. And uh, the channel keeps growing. We've added many subscribers just this month, and we want to keep climbing it, right? We're just, we're close to 26,000. We're, we're almost at 25,500. I want to, I want to get another 500, get to 26,000. So help us get there and, uh, and share this with uh, your friends, family members, all that good stuff. We appreciate you. And uh, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Now, this upcoming game is at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to tell you this right now, folks. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this game. I'm not choosing the Bills game over going to church and, and worshiping. There's no way. I got I to gotta, I gotta take my kids. I got to take my family. We got to go to church. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't going mi- to miss service for a Bills game. The good Lord will be like, yo, you, you really choosing this game over me? I ain't, I ain't playing with that. I ain't playing with Father like that. So uh, I may not be there to watch the game, but I'm going to turn my phone off completely and when i get home i'm gonna watch it like i i ain't hear anything so if you guys get you guys will get a post game show but it won't be early in the morning it'll be when i'm done watching the game when i get home i'm gonna just i'm gonna just tell you right now so my phone is gonna be off completely and i'm gonna just be like that you know what i'm saying so somebody says just tape the game no no, i i have the zone so i'm gonna just rewatch the game when i get home you know what i'm saying and uh and go from there but I, I was like, I was saying, yo, I'm going to skip church. Nah, there's no way. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I got to be example for the kids. The kids got to know that daddy's got to, you know I mean? Priorities are straight. You know what I'm saying? And my faith comes first, and then we go from there. So, folks, that's it for me. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and uh, we will get back to it once again tomorrow. Maybe. I, I'm not saying that was something because I'm, I'm trying to work something out. But if I don't see you tomorrow, I'm going to definitely see you Friday. And then we get it, we get it popping again Sunday. You'll see me Sunday after the game, afternoon. 
So while you guys are watching the 1 a.m. games, 1 p.m. games, maybe I'll wait till the 1 p.m. games are done and just do it in the in the normal slot that we do. I haven't figured it out yet. I'll let you guys know. Just pay attention. And uh, I'll be uh, I'll be giving you guys the heads up. By the way, I got a super chat coming in from my man, Scott Van Lu says, hey, Rico, do we have a chance to go buy the one and beat the Jags and the Giants in the next two weeks, even though we lost the key player in Tredavious White? Heck yes. Have you seen what the Giants look like? The Giants look like a hot bag of doo-doo. And I mean that sincerely. I'm trying to be very nice, but they don't look good. The old line is in shambles. Daniel Jones doesn't know what's going on. You got coach coming down and just looking at the iPad, tossing the iPad, like, yo, fam, get it together, man. We've, we've talked about this. Their defense is suspect. Bro, we got this. But before we even move on to the Giants, we got the Jaguars. And last time I checked, they got some ball, they got some ball players out there. So we got to stay disciplined. We got to do what we're supposed to do and go out there. Last time I checked, too, the last time we played the Jaguars, we lost to them. It was an ugly game. And Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen, absolutely disrupted the game. So we need our Josh Allen to take over and do what he does. So Scott Van Lue, I do appreciate the super chat. I really do. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what's up, man. That is what's up. Bobby Commas. What's up, Bobby? So faith comes first. You know it, man. The, the, word, the, the word comes before the world. I'll tell you that right now, man. You got to get the word in. Because I'll tell you this, and I'm going to be real with y'all. I can, I do this and I'm healthy for now and I'm doing all this good stuff. And if I start, I mean, putting these things ahead, the good Lord myself, oh yeah, let me slow your ass down. Show you who's real boss. I ain't playing with that, brother. I ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? So you got you to gotta give your thanks first before you can do all this other stuff. So that being said, folks, I bid you guys good day. You guys have yourself a good evening and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Until next time, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Let's go. Apparently, he doesn't want to end the stream. <laughs> so let's try this again, folks. It wants me to keep going. I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all, folks. It doesn't want to end. So guess what? <laughs> Your boy's still here. Let me see if I can try to end this thing. That's never happened before. So Let's try this again. I guess I can take some questions while you guys are <laughs> still, still here. Let me see if I can end this thing. I don't know what's going on, folks. So let's try this again. I got to get to work, man. I don't know how this thing... I don't want to just shut this thing down and lose this, lose this everything. I don't want to lose this thing. All right, let's see here. Uh-huh. End the stream. Let's go. Let's go. Come on now. Apparently still going. It's, it doesn't want to end, folks. <laughs> it's never happened like this before. Usually they're like, yo, 
end your stream. And I was like, yo, you, you ain't got it. So they're like, yo, keep going. The camera's still rolling. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Uh, the stream's too good. I guess we got to keep popping. Yo, listen, listen, this is your opportunity to go and give your questions. I got to watch this time while I try to roll this thing. So if you've got questions, Q&As, all that good stuff, this is your chance and drop it in there. I've never had this happen. When you're trying to end a stream, it's like, nah, bro. And I ain't ending it right now. I ain't ending. You got to keep going. And I don't want to lose the stream. So I don't know what's going on. I've never had this happen before. So let's go. So what y'all got? It won't end until my comeback for my super chat. <laughs> Jerry's still here. What up, Jerry? Jerry, I hope you didn't. I hope I didn't cook you too bad, man. I hope I didn't put you on that barbecue for too long. Barbecue chicken. It won't end until you read my comeback super chat. I didn't even know you had a comeback super chat. <laughs> Yo, Jerry. I didn't realize Jerry had a comeback super chat. Let me see what you got, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Let me see what Jerry, Jericho. What up, Jerry? What you got, Jerry? Jerry says, y'all haven't won a ring since the music was invented in 08. Boy, if that's your comeback, <laughs> you need to chill out. Yo, give your mom's freaking, give her damn uh, credit card back, bro. You're killing your mom's credit card, bro. All right. No, but seriously, like, StreamYard. How y'all How y'all not going to really just end my stream, bro? <laughs> okay, what kind of mess is that? What's going on, man? Let me see if I could, uh, having trouble, having, uh, Canada, having trouble connecting, please check your internet connection. I'm still rolling, obviously. So stream, you stream out tripping right now, bro. I don't get it. No comprende. Yo, this is weird as fuck. I'm gonna tell you this right now. So here's what I will do. I'm just gonna actually leave this on standby for now. And I'm gonna just put my picture up. And I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to try to do this on the background. So uh, <laughs> until next time, I'm going to catch y'all later, man. And that was such a smooth outro. That was a smooth outro. I was out of there. And then they're like, nah, bro, you got to keep rolling, bro. I got I got I got streaming. I pointed a gun to my head. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Uh, somebody said meatloaf. bro. If you eat meatloaf. I don't know what to tell you, bro. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you, bro. All right, fellas. Let me just try to do this, and I'm going to try to figure some things out. And uh, maybe I'll give you I'll give you guys some background music just to just kind of keep you uh, keep you <laughs> until I can end the stream. So let me a little pull up music for y'all, and we'll catch y'all a little later. All right, folks. Catch you later. Thank you.
has got to be the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't even end the stream. They're like, you gonna keep recording, brother. No fuck. I don't get it. Right, this is gonna be a 36-hour stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 